grace, mercy, and peace to you from the word that became flesh to Mary and dwelt among all of us. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Gospel of Luke, above all books in the New Testament, is about women. It contains intimate details which hardly would have occurred, frankly, to a man. It begins with the birth of John, focusing on his mother Elizabeth. The next major section is, major, is Mary's story. To her, we'll return shortly. There follows the prophecy of an old woman named Anna. When the boy Jesus went to the temple to debate the learned doctors, the only person Luke quotes is Mary, his mother. And many of Luke's stories from Jesus' ministry are about women. The woman who was a sinner, the woman who wouldn't give up, the widow of Nain, the widow who gave her mighty mites. And at the end of the resurrection, it was only women who had the faith to go into the tomb. The textless Mary Magdalene Joanna, Mag Mary Magdalene, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and other women. Luke reports that when they told the disciples about the empty tomb, the disciples said what? What did the men say? No way. No way. <laughs> and mind you, all this from a culture in which women did not count. The central character in the birth narrative, a story only told by Luke, is the person closest to the event, Mary. Many see Mary as a frightened girl, overwhelmed by the events beyond her control. She's just a simple, rural, child God had chosen to be the vessel of grace. But there is another way to view Mary, a way I think that's more faithful to Luke's text. Here we find a determined, strong, assertive woman, a model for all women, a woman of power and influence, educated, sharp, committed, it is the resourceful, competent, clear woman from whom Jesus learned much of what he knew about God's will for him and for his world. It is, in short, a woman blessed. And what do we know about Mary from Luke? Not much, really. We know that the town where she lived, a dusty, obscure village in the north named Nazareth, we know she was engaged to Joseph, a carpenter whose family had come from the south, Bethlehem, the city of David. Beyond that, Joseph is a faithful, courageous, loyal husband and father who protects his little family, takes them out of harm's way when Herod, in his raging, seeks to destroy the infants of Bethlehem. But Luke reports not a word Joseph spoke. We know that one day Mary receives a visitor, a messenger, 
imaged for us as the angel Gabriel. He tells her not to be afraid when she discovers that she's pregnant. She has no husband. They haven't had sexual relations. And she's pregnant? So she's like dealing with this and is worried about what the community would say, right? Oh yeah, the Holy Spirit came to me. she's been chosen, favored, to play an important role in world history. And then Mary does a very feminine thing. She seeks out another woman to talk to. She hears that her cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant. So Mary makes the very long trip south to the hill country of Judea to visit her friend. And then a veil is placed over the details of their conversation. We don't know what was really discussed. We do know that Elizabeth realizes something important has happened to Mary, that she found <coughs> favor with God and is blessed among women, and she says so. Now, I think men will hardly offer that gentle kind of affirmation to other men. Marshall, has anyone done that to you? Men? You know, they're not so with women. Mutual support, cooperation, kinship, gentleness often lie at the heart of their important conversations. Not a competition who is stronger, richer, or smarter. Whatever the nature of this conversation, and mind you, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Three months. We get, you know, five sentences of their conversation. You know it had to be longer than that. The result heard from Mary's lip, lips is anything but the song of a frightened, sweet, ignorant, submissive woman. She sings, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. That's not an original song, mind you. Most of it comes from a thousand years early. Another strong name, woman named Anna realizes that she's pregnant. Her child, too, will change the direction of Israel. She will call him Samuel, and he anoints David. And so Hannah sings, my soul, my heart exalts in the Lord. My strength is exalted in the Lord. The vows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble gird on strength. The Lord makes the poor rich. He brings low. He also exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy. Does that sound vaguely familiar? Ten centuries later, Mary sings, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has fulfilled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Think about it. If Mary had known Hannah's song, 
it was obvious that she was not illiterate. She was not some illiterate, simple girl we pictured as her being. Educated, knowledgeable of scriptures, aware of the dynamics of history, and tuned into the will of God. That is Mary of the Magnificat. And I don't know if you're like me. You're probably not, because I'm kind of a geek when it comes to this. But have you ever wondered where <coughs> Jesus got his view of the world? Now remember, we Lutherans believe that Jesus was fully human. So it's not like, you know, the, the Holy Spirit's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. <coughs> Where did Jesus get the view from the world? How is it he identified with the poor and had such a difficult time with the mighty? Why was he so unmasculine in his rejection of violence as the way of the future, of competition as the source of power and wealth? Where did he come upon the notion that God demanded compassion, gentleness, humility, that the meek would inherit the earth, the merciful obtain mercy, the pure in heart see God, and the peacemaker be called God's children? Alec, you love the Old Testament. What's Does that? this sound like the God of the Old Testament? No. 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 So even if this, you know, God was saying, hey, I've changed my mind, this is what I'm going for. No. Listen to Mary's song. You will discover where Jesus got his image of the world and of the will of God. He got it at the knee of his mother. Could it be these were the things Mary and Elizabeth talked about for three months? From their long conversation <coughs> comes a song, a reflection of Hannah's song of long ago. And from that song has come to us the ethic of Jesus of Nazareth. Prince of Peace, Savior of the world. Blessed are you, Mary. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. And blessed are all those who hear him, believe him, and follow him in the ways of peace, justice, joy, and love. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.